welcome back to Builder Funnel Radio. You're listening to The Construction Cut with Taylor Rennick. Here, you'll get the latest news in construction in 15 minutes or less. Let's dive into the show. Welcome back to The Construction Cut. I'm your host, Taylor. I've been debating the last few days on what kind of stories to bring you all this week and how much coverage on the coronavirus is too much. But after doing my research, it's become clear to me that it's important to continue to share the news that matters the most, and that would be stories surrounding COVID-19. So the stories in today's episode are largely centered on COVID-19 and the impact it's had on remodeling, home builders, the construction industry in general, and uh, also on the housing market. Last week, I put up an article on the Builder Funnel website with a few ideas for navigating the crisis. Uh, we also did a podcast a few weeks ago, too, if you're interested in checking that out. And sites like Remodeling and the Construction Dive also have some great resources for business owners and employees in general. So I definitely recommend checking those out for more information as well. All right, let's get to the show. It is Monday, March 30th. Let's dive in. Remodeling Magazine has extended its deadline for this year's Remodeling 550. The deadline to submit your form for consideration is now April 3rd. Remodeling 550 is Remodeling's annual showcase of the biggest and brightest remodeling firms in the country. They've got three categories for 2020, full-service contractors, exterior replacement and specialty contractors, and insurance restoration contractors. To reserve your spot among the best of the best, head over to the remodeling website to fill out the application. The results will be released in May. A record 3.28 million Americans filed for unemployment benefits last week. We're taping this on a Friday so the numbers could be even higher by the time the show is released. This was the first set of numbers that were made public after the widespread shelter-in-place orders, and they are massive. Record high unemployment claims are a massive blow to the housing market since those who lost their jobs are not likely to be purchasing a home anytime soon. And those who haven't lost their jobs will more than likely be wary of making such a large purchase. And the ultra wealthy who have the cash to spend may hold their cards a little closer to their chest if they can't actually see or walk through the home that they intend to buy. It's a mess all around, especially with the stock market tanking. But we shouldn't expect home prices to drop. Back in 2008 and 2009, home prices plummeted because construction was booming and there were mass foreclosures. There was more supply than demand. There were plenty of homes available, but not enough qualified buyers. This time around, there is already a severe housing shortage. Since approximately 3 million homes are missing from the housing market to meet demand, foreclosures aren't as likely as they were in the Great Recession because borrowers are more likely to be in better financial shape. Subprime loans are few and far between these days, and credit requirements for loans generally got much stricter after the Great Recession. Forbearance programs are also more likely to help Americans stay in their homes. Lenders like Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae have actually suspended mortgage payments for those who qualify. So home prices may slow, and they might even decline in certain markets, 
but housing prices in general are more than likely to stay steady. Places where home prices are likely to go down are probably going to be in markets that may be overvalued already and in harder hit areas that rely on tourism for the bulk of jobs. Think places like Orlando and Las Vegas and other cities where leisure and hospitality are the primary sources of employment. But even then, economists are only predicting a 5% drop. Low mortgage rates and an abundance of equity in most markets are also expected to keep home prices steady. The construction industry is lobbying lawmakers to keep working amidst the coronavirus pandemic. Despite widespread orders to stay at home, and despite the closure of non-essential businesses in many states, the industry is pushing to keep projects running. The construction industry employs 7.6 million Americans roughly 5% of our nation's workforce. Housing is also estimated to be at least 14% of our nation's GDP. Each state has more or less given its own directives on what businesses are classified as essential. Some states have suspended all construction entirely, while other states have ceased private renovation work while also allowing construction on government projects to continue. Organizations like the NAHB have coordinated efforts to persuade the Department of Homeland Security to designate the construction of single-family and multifamily housing as essential infrastructure businesses. More than 90 companies got behind this effort, saying that the action is urgently needed to help stabilize the housing industry and its supply chain. The letter goes on to say, quote, As cities and states issued declarations and public health orders as a result of the crisis, It is essential that communities have access to our professionals to build and maintain essential services, including building, plumbing, residential property management, rental housing operators, roofing, electrical, HVAC systems, waste and water treatment plants, and power generations. Home construction, including those industries listed above, should be designated as essential because it is necessary to maintain safety, sanitation, and economic security. For those construction firms that are in fact operating in their respective states, the Construction Industry Safety Coalition, CISC, has released guidance for construction employers and contractors on coronavirus preparedness, prevention, and response. I'll link this guide in the show notes for those who are interested. Uh, It's got a ton of great information and different sections. If you're the owner of the company or you're an employee of the company, it's fantastic. So go ahead and look for those in the show notes. The guidance by the CISC describes how to prevent worker exposure and offers specific cleaning tips and disinfecting guidelines and what to do in the event that a teammate becomes ill. It also includes OSHA guidance on record keeping, so pretty important stuff. The CISC has created a customizable response plan, reference guide, and notification plan for its employees. Companies are encouraged to download the materials, customize the plans to fit their own needs, and then distribute those guidelines to their team. They also have posters you can put up, and the information is available in both English and in Spanish. So, fantastic resource there. The NEHB released a survey last week reporting that the coronavirus is undoubtedly having an adverse effect on potential buyers. 
81% of respondents said that their businesses have already seen a drop in traffic in recent weeks. The survey reported on seven adverse side effects, a substantial drop in prospective buyers, the shortage of N95 masks, the supply of building materials, the length of time to obtain a plan review for a single-family home, the amount of money buyers are willing to spend, and how long it takes to obtain an inspection. Something that does not seem to be an issue, however, is the willingness of workers and subs to come to work. Another report released by Construction Dive along those same lines, however, reports that anxiety among workers and material shortages are top concerns, along with sick workers and local government shutdowns. The coronavirus uh, pandemic is changing, obviously, day by day, and the information I've reported on this week could certainly change at any minute. So it's important that we're all informed, that we're staying abreast of all the information that's coming out from the CDC and the WHO. Um, But right now, things are very much up in the air. We are seeing states close down job sites entirely. We are also seeing states uh, remain open for work. Um, This is all very dependent on where you live and the state in which you operate. So keep checking back. Uh, We're going to be reporting on this as long as uh, it is in the news, which doesn't seem to be going away anytime soon. So that is our show this week. Thank you for tuning in. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to give us a review. It helps us at Builder Funnel Radio get in front of more folks in the construction industry. And, you know, feel free to share with a friend, share with your teammates, whatever strikes your fancy. I added a few resources in the show notes, including that CISC guidance on handling coronavirus and preparing for the pandemic in your job sites and in your offices. So just tap or swipe over the cover art. I will see you all next week. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening to the Construction Cut on Builder Funnel Radio. If you got value out of today's episode, please do one of two things for me. Share it with a friend by clicking the share button in your podcast player and then texting it or emailing it to them. Or leave us a review. This is a free podcast, so spreading the word really helps us keep Builder Funnel Radio going. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time.